When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey y'all, I'm Moni and you're mixing with Moni, okay? Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. Hello, 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 all you beautiful and wonderful mixologists out there. It is your girl, Moni, and you are mixing with Moni, okay? I am here. Hello. It has been a while. I thought I would go on break, but then things got good. And yes, my communication was trash about this break that I was going on. I became that toxic ex that we all hate who doesn't really communicate like anything and just like pops in and out of your life unannounced. You don't love it, but you love me. I hope I'm here. And yes, we are going on the holiday break, but Bravo got good. And therefore we must discuss. And who better, of course, to discuss with all the good Bravo than the incomparable Chelsea from Oh No Bravo, literally the unofficial official co-host of Mixing With Money. We should just be called Mixing With Money and Chelsea. So welcome back. I'm happy to be here. Hi, Mixologist. I am so excited to get into these things oh my gosh like Salt Lake City is firing from all cylinders OC is actually doing well which shocker but of course the bar was in hell so who knows really if it's good or not um we were Shane Simpson just scooting right under yeah. that bar the bar has been lowered so much the that bar has been lowered. Speed. <laughs> listen I won't I don't know what else to say other than if sweet James can pass the bar I feel like Shane probably could too. Like, I'm glad for him. And then, of course, treats and things coming from the Bravo sphere. We got an announcement today as we're recording that the Beverly Hills ladies, all of them are returning with two friends of. One of them is Cherie, whom I love and I am a huge fan of. She was on a show called Hollywood Exes. She used to be married to Will Smith. She's been on Bra- on uh, Beverly Hills before with Garcelle mm-hmm. as part of her like friend posse that we were all like wait can we learn a little bit more them, about them though let's them have them on please would love and bravo listen look at us Chelsea, making change <laughs> my sister-in-law <laughs> is so excited because she was the other one you and her were the two people I knew that watched the Hollywood exes and I she said the so same much. thing like as soon as she was like oh my god Garcelle is friends with these people that I know from this show like Mm. they need to be on immediately and it excites me that they're like giving Garcelle more friends because that means that they are giving her people on her side and Bravo is kind of siding with Garcelle which I am down for. 
Yes, I'm so into that. And somehow we're still adding more to the Fox Force 50 or whatever. According to many sources, Sanila, who's, which is the other friend of, um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that name right, could be Sanella, but she is friends with Kathy Hilton and she has a connection to Rena? Question mark. I'm good on anyone else that is, you know, connected to Rena. However, Sutton was introduced by Rena, and that worked out really well for me and not so well for Erica Jane. So maybe it could go our way. I, we will see. You know, I like to give my housewives prophecies based on nothing but just my intuition. Same. Love it. This is, I'm calling it now, Rinna's takedown season. This is going to be the downfall of Lisa Rinna because even with the rumors that were going around and like the blind items have gotten wild out there. Like, I feel like I could post and be like, I know something. I've gotten a DM and gotten tea, but there were like rumors that Yolanda was coming back, that LVP was coming back. And it's like, even based on those rumors, we know now it's not true, but those are two people that if they were to come back, it would be like the downfall of Rena. And that kind of got the thought in my head. And now I'm thinking like, I think it's Rena's turn. I think it's officially oh, her turn. Please. Because last season was ridiculous. And I don't know what she thinks is going to happen, but like, it just doesn't make sense. Like her, her strategy last season didn't make sense to me. I don't know why she thinks that Erica is like the person to really go behind or what power she thinks this girl has right now. The only power she has is like, you know, spraying COVID germs to other people when she's collecting mm. deliveries. Yes, I get it. She was outside. But when you have a confirmed case, can you please keep your saliva and your oxygen to yourself? Thank you. It is an airborne virus. Thank you. That'd be so great. <laughs> Poor man. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm here for a run takedown. That's all I have to say about that because I don't like her. Mm-mm. I don't get it. I know everybody's like, oh, yeah, she's like a necessary evil. I disagree strongly. I, I mean, I if- think she was at one point in time. She had a part to play and she was good at being the chaotic pot stir that got stuff going. But I have had enough of her not having her own storyline. And I don't, you know, I know you're of the same mind as me as like, I don't want to really touch or get into what may or may not be going on with her daughter right now with her mental health and her alleged addiction things that she's talked about. But I truly like the thought of Lisa Rinna making her storyline about her daughter again, like turns my Uh, stomach. Please stop. Like let these young girls just be now they're adults like let them do their own thing I would be like mortified if my mom was you know narrating my 20s on a national tv show it feels like if they wanted to do that they can they have their own platforms and their own audiences and you know if there's ever a spinoff of Bravo Kids then sure have at it then they would have made that choice and yeah they film and stuff but when your only storyline is your daughter I feel like you need to go because then it has nothing to do with you, and I want to know about your business. At least Sanella, this the new friend of, has a brand of high energy drinks called Neuro and Kim Kardashian apparently like maybe liked the poster said she liked it at one point in twenty eighteen. Who knows? But I also am loving. Can we get into how Bravo is actually telling us what's going on now? They're not acting as if we're not in the loop. I love it. They posted a photo, their announcement of the Beverly Hills News was a picture of just Kathy Hilton 
like way to really read the room I am happy for them and then they have some diamond bullet points I love a bullet pointed list mm. Kathy is back on Bravo as a friend they said don't get it twisted honey we are not giving her big points <laughs> we're giving her what she asked for to just be here for a minute there's full season 11 cast returns of everyone that we know from the show before that's Sutton that's Erica that's Lisa Renna that's Garcelle that's Kyle that's Dorit and that's Crystal I think that's everyone feels like it. And a new housewife is in town. Who? You don't know. And a new friend arrives. So I think I think we're going to be in a good place. I'm excited for Beverly Hills. How about you? I am cautiously optimistic. I felt like, speaking of the bar being low, I had such low expectations from last season that then with the Erica Jane of it all, it like blew it out of the water. I'm concerned that... Now that we don't have a breaking law and order episode, that they're Mm going to be back to their old tricks. But I'm hopeful that with the newbies and this kind of new alliance between Garcelle, Crystal, Sutton, if they can get Dorit on their side, like I'm hoping that there will be a changing of the guards where people are actually asking questions and not just like curating everything. So I don't know. I've been burned so many times before. You said a toxic ex before at the start of the show. You're not the toxic ex, Monty. Beverly Hills is because every time I feel like I can love again and I can trust again, they just break my heart all over again. So cautiously optimistic. That's very funny to me. I have to tell you. (laughs) Speaking of... Things that need a law and order, like, preface in order to get us excited. <laughs> That's Salt Lake City, which apparently y'all still don't care about because the ratings live, girl, They're so wow. bad. They're really bad. No, that's not all that matters for a show staying on the air, but, like, the feds can't even get y'all watching. So I have no idea what else they can do, if anything at all, um, especially since it seems like some of their most problematic and, like, even terribly entertaining Babes are probably gonna go. Mm-hmm. Mary might need to leave immediately for something like I don't know, microaggressions, macroaggressions, <sighs> racism, prejudices, bad things. Just the overall, real bad over there in the Cosby mm-hmm. household. And then Jen just might be away. She's going camp. to camp. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, oh my god, the perfect time because that's exactly what I was saying. The best housewife formula I've ever seen. No gimmicks, no law, no nothing. The New Jersey trailer. Holy shit. Holy shit. What? What was that? Like, I said with confidence because I got into Jersey late, so I ended up having to binge it. I've never mm-hmm. once been excited about a New Jersey season. I have watched every New Jersey season because I've always been like, oh, it's decent television. It's semi-appointment, semi-not. It's like, if I make it great and I enjoy it when I'm there, but it's nothing to write home about. But my God, this trailer had me hooked immediately yeah and I also this is the first season I'm going into it especially after girls trip I cannot believe I'm saying this but something happened to me I don't know if I had like an exorcism an out-of-body experience if I had my drink spiked but after watching girls trip I like low-key like Melissa And you know, Melissa was on my list of bugaboos. And so this is the first time I'm going into a season being like, am I going to be on Melissa's side about something? Like, what is happening? And to see that they're just letting Gia get in the mix makes me so excited. 
Yeah. This is what you do when you have a daughter on Housewives. And this mm-hmm. is like if you want to include them still in your narrative. Because Teresa, of course, makes a lot of things about her daughters, her daughters, her daughters. But Gia has now come to like actually play. She's not just on the FaceTime at school. She's here. She's confronting her own family members because she's like, if my family is going to be on TV fighting and being ridiculous, I'm going to have something to say about it because she is of an age and a sound mind and has seen a lot of stuff now Mm -hmm. and experienced a lot of stuff. But she has opinions, honey, and she's coming. And I'm happy with it. I'm happy with it too. And I think that she does have that like Brianna from OC element of having that like old soul and kind of more wisdom and common sense than her mother, which I always love that dynamic. But also now I think that all of us as the collective Bravo universe and as viewers need to come to the agreement now that when a housewife child enters the ring on their own volition and with their own consent and they know what they're signing up for, we can talk about the kids. Oh, like, I want us to all be on the same page going into the season that she is entering the ring. She's saying, put me in coach. And now she is fair game for us to comment on, even yeah. though she's younger. But I think that is the magic of Jersey is those familial ties. And I love that they're kind of expanding that network now of she's actually part of things. And I understand her being like, you're talking about my dad on national television. Like, yes, my dad has done X, Y, and Z, but he's still my father. And you're talking about him on Bravo. Right. And I think that Teresa has taken such a specific approach. And though I don't give her credit for a lot of things, because I don't think she really deserves it for it, for being the backbone of the show, I'll give it to her. And for caring about her daughters, I'll give it to her. Mm -hmm. Because she has taken such a specific approach to not talk so poorly about their dad because that's their dad. And Teresa is nothing if not big on the whole family loyalty thing. She can absolutely hate Joe. I mean, she's like, she divorced him because he lost time with her mom. She probably has real intense feelings for the man inside. But because he's their dad and she loves her kids, that's pretty much all she needs to reserve most of her words especially on tv and it seems like what makes me sad though is that Gia is having this like break apart with Joe her uncle because we like the christening the whole point of like that that entire episode was no matter what's going on between me and your mom I always have your back like he absolutely loves her waking up in the morning thinking about so many things was literally about the fact that her Mm -hmm. mom and her uncle were fighting and she hated it so it kind of is sad that like that's crumbling, but I'm happy that she's getting a voice and speaking up for herself. But mm-hmm. she's had in her Instagram bio that she's the daughter of like Joe and Teresa, Judy J slash Judy slash we don't know for a long time. Mm-hmm. She has assumed the role of reality TV daughter for a long time. She films at school on the FaceTime. She's now here full glam in a cute little outfit and she's getting into the mix with the cast members she is not off limits she's also a grown-up now that's just the truth yeah I'm really excited and switching gears a little bit the dirty Louie situation real moms of bravo has been on this shit since day one if you guys have not gone to their patreon they have like they were the first ones that brought it to my attention of like red flag, red flag, sirens. Hello. Is anybody paying attention to this? Mm -hmm. But I, it's one of those things. It's the same thing we're seeing with like the summer house trailer with Kyle and Amanda of like, let's not 
make a whole storyline of like, will they, won't they, when we see on social media that they are married. And so Mm -hmm. that's a thing. Like, why are we pretending like that's not a thing? And like the fact that we now see what this season's going to be about for Teresa and him and knowing that right after they wrapped, they immediately got engaged is just like another red flag. Like, I don't even know the story yet and I'm already against him. Yeah. And what I did get, I don't know how much of that I got from the storyline, but I did get that they're going at least, we know Teresa is getting engaged, but why is she trying to hide everything? This is the woman that filmed her release for prison. Right. Like she did a tell-all interview like directly. At, she basically like left the, the jailhouse, went home and then went to Andy and everything was filmed. Her homecoming, like she's been so public upfront about everything whether she should have or not, she's been on the screen for this. And now for everything to be so private, it just feels a little puppeteery. It feels like we're being a little controlled. Yeah, it does send off like alarm bells of, I could understand if she's like, listen, so much of my life has been public. I want this to just be for me. But then you make the decision to not be on the housewives. And this guy, I mean, of course, we don't know anything about him yet. We saw him for like 0.2 seconds last season. And now, you know, we'll get to get to know him for real this season. But he doesn't give me the vibes of someone that's like wanting to keep it private. So then it's like, well, what's the real reason that you're not wanting people to scrutinize and look too closely at this relationship? Yeah, it's just, it's giving... It's giving. It's a hesitate. Mm. It's, it's, mm. It really is. It's giving. Mm. Yeah. That might be the title of this episode. Please remind me that I said that because it is giving. <laughs> mm. I have a lot of side eyes for that. Um, and I've never, I actually am really interested and excited for Jackie and Jennifer to finally be on, like leaning on each other, being on the same team. But I am really sad for Jennifer uh, having real, real issues with her husband. And I didn't. I didn't see this coming, but she's not one of those women who's like, my husband, my husband. She wasn't like right. Yolanda, who was like a- yeah, My prince, my king, my love. And I love him, and I'm so proud of him, and I just talk about him all the time. Mm-hmm. So I really wasn't expecting this, because like, I didn't think that was covering up anything. So out of left field, her looking like actually like distraught, like she doesn't know if she wants to be married, and she's now so deep in the five kids and the new ring from last season. I it's, know. I'm sad. I am sad for her, especially what we know that she's been going through, like with her parents and her family. And it seems like her immediate family unit was like the stability she had in her life. Like I can count on this in a world where I can't count on anything. And it's like, oh, Jesus. Well, what is that spiral going to look like? And it's like, I worry about that. And I'm, I am happy. I love an unlikely alliance. I love that. It seems like you know, Jackie went through her own shit last season. So she definitely understands what it's like to go through this on camera. But this season looks good. Dolores and Jackie, first of all, I'm always for anybody. I'm always on Dolores' side. I don't know why. (laughs) I don't know why. I just find Dolores to be extremely compelling in the least invasive way ever. Like, I have no idea that she's coming. And all of a sudden, you really do have like a boyfriend slash husband and a husband slash boyfriend. (laughs) That is crazy. And Which, now she's like, have, did you see number three? Yeah. Yeah. Go, girl. Mm-hmm. Into it. Yes. Get you a new one. She surprises me. Everyone's like, 
Dolores isn't getting it and, and David is not going to propose and he gave her a car instead of a ring and she won't bad talk him, won't bad talk him. She recognizes that she has some things that are not meeting her list, but she's like a sniper from the side. She's working undercover. We just didn't need to know it. And then boom, pops up with somebody new and cute. You Very go, girl. Cute. Although Next. somebody said that somebody said that her boyfriend looked like Frankie and now I cannot unsee it. I mean, she knows her son is cute. It gives me Sheree vibes. Like, she's so proud that she made that. She's uh-huh. so proud she made that herself. She's like, yeah, but I mean, you I, don't want to date it. You no. know, you can be I proud. I mean, there are, but... some, there are plenty, there are some women who, like, <laughs> have you seen the Sex Lives of College Girls yet on HBO no, Max? I've only heard good things, though. It's the best. And there are definitely some, there are apparently lots of mothers out there who are, like, just so excited that their son is so attractive that they want to date an aspect of it like if i'm capable of making it i'm capable of mating it oh no yeah (laughs) like why can't i have that because you made it girl and it's yours it's your child oh exactly but that being said i feel that this season is actually going to be the one that actually gets people to watch live I, I don't mm. I think the ratings have been so bad before because there's just been never a good opportunity to get into New Jersey. Even like the ponytail pool of Margaret in, you know, a couple of years ago was cute. I watched that one live. The rest of them are not always destination television. But me, I'm having problems figuring out how they can even like divide all this up. This feels like every episode is gonna be something that you can't miss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's always exciting when they throw like a ton of storylines at you in the two minute trailer, because it tells you that there is a lot happening. There's nothing worse than like an explosive trailer that only tackles like two issues. And you're like, did you just low key show me every explosive moment from this entire season? Do I know what happens mm-hmm. now? You know, but yes. this feels like there's definitely like a lot more. Yes, this is no barn. Um, <laughs> the vineyard, you know, where we know for a fact we're watching for Monique and Candace to kind of go right. at each other. Um, I'm watching for everyone to go at each other this year because so I think it was Bravo Wild Black that was like to know Jersey is to know there will be violence, there will, and we love it. Do we? Maybe. Well, I mean, we'll you know. see if Andy at the reunion looks into the camera and says, "We at Bravo do not condone <laughs> violence. We just cut it up, put it out there on national television for millions to see. But we don't <laughs> condone it." We Uh just promote it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We are going to take a very quick break and be back with some OC in Salt Lake City talk. Yep. Me talking about that. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we are back in... Can you believe these girls actually have me watching The Housewives of Orange County? This is like, I haven't watched in, has it really been two years? <gasps> I Whoa. think it's the same for me. Yeah. Wow. Has it really been two seasons? I feel like I watched two seasons ago and I fell off. And then last season was like the, no, don't care to watch season. Okay. 
Or maybe yeah. it was just one season. I saw. Well, I don't know. Time isn't a thing anymore, okay, Lonnie. Yeah. Time yeah, okay, is not a thing. For giving me that grace, because 2020, no, I haven't measured a day since. <laughs> I watched the Bronwyn came on season. I didn't watch her last one. Mm-hmm. That and, was last season, yeah. Right, and this is the first season that she's not on. Okay, so this season is, the bar was in hell, so it's better than expected. Mm-hmm. What brought you back in? I typically am somebody that like, I don't enjoy a housewife returning. I'm kind of of the school of thought of like, once they've left, they left for a reason, bring them back as a friend of, have them pop up at parties. But I'm usually somebody that's like, once they know how to play the game, don't have them back. It's not going to add anything of value, but I will say Heather DeBro's return intrigued me. And I'm glad to see that. And I said this on my Patreon this week, but it's clear that Bravo right now needs her to be the hero because she's saving this flop of a franchise, mm-hmm. but she is the real life villain. This okay. woman is a Disney villain. This woman is a monster. And I cannot wait for that part of her to show again because she is such an asshole, but my God, what good television. Yeah. She's like a real life Maleficent. Yes. Um, but truly I was going to ask you, who is the villain, Heather or Shannon? Because, you know, they're making out Shannon to be villainess. But Heather, I just feel is capable of so much more. Shannon has never given me alpha energy like Heather has. So I'm like, to be a villain, you got to be able to stand alone or with the group. Either way, she'd be having the same energy. And that's Heather. No, if this was a Disney movie, Shannon is like the bumbling sidekick that's like spilling the big baddies, (laughs) like drinks and like, oops, like as spiraling. And- Heather is Maleficent. You're exactly right on the nose in that one. But Shannon is Shannon and Shannon is Shannon. And there's no better television to watch than a frazzled Shannon. So we're going to get it this season because like you could tell that Shannon was like, I'm the OG. Heather's coming back. She and I are going to team up. We're going to take down the girls. We're going to be the queen bees. And now she's realizing and we're watching her realize in real time that she is the one that has the target on her back. And she's like totally spiraling and freaking out but I think that Heather is like thrilled that she can finally come in and take down the Bedores once and for all that has been her life's mission I believe that they said take down the Bedores a couple seasons ago like I've always been on that I think Heather and Terry give me people who participate in the purge energy. Like I (gasps) want to know (laughs) what is happening behind closed doors. There was nothing more chilling than them descending down those steps, holding hands, strutting to Nicole, laughing maniacally, and then planting a forehead kiss on her. Like that was chilling. That was literally the opening scene of a horror film. Like they plot and they plan and they scare me. But do I secretly love Oh, I love it. Let, don't okay. get me wrong. I am obsessed with them, okay. but like somebody needs to inform a director because we have a horror film on our hands right now. <laughs> I mean, I will say that scene in his office where he's like, well, thanks for dropping the lawsuit and homegirl is still crying. <laughs> and they're just like, <laughs> the amount of think pieces I saw on that, like, was he saying that as a thank you? Or was he saying it as like, do it. And I just love, like part of me is still just really happy that for like, as someone in love, that they found each other's like, co-villain. They can like mm-hmm. stay up and plot. Like, they, you know what I mean? Like the worst discovery ever could be 
that your spouse or partner is a bad person, but the best discovery is that they are a bad person like you. That could and be fun. They are both bad people who think they're good people. So oh, they, they really are like a double match because they truly do believe they are better than everybody and they are better than everybody. And they oh, yeah. are monsters, both of them. Like I have so many follow-up questions. They disturb me so much. And yet I am entranced, enthralled. I want them on my TV forever. That museum of a house. I knew plastic surgery did well, but I would have studied in science a lot more if I knew <laughs> this is where we could go. Because like, it's like money, money. If you ever watch Married to Medicine in LA, people, there's like a moment where um, Dr. Imani goes to the other girl. I call her Barbie. I don't know where, remember what her name is. She goes to her house and she's like, this is not a psychologist's house. I live in a psychologist's house. <laughs> this is a different type of doctor's house. <laughs> And because, you know, one girl's house was um, considerably larger than everyone else's, even though everyone's a doctor, but they're all doctors in LA. So like- Do doctors really make that much money though? Like, do you that think was he Dr. Imani's stuff too? Point. Well, I, he would have to, but Dr. Imani's point was like the reason that this psychologist who she, which she also was, would not come on the show was because- uh, he might be doing things that aren't great allegedly okay. and, and you know getting a couple things to make sure that he got the coins to mm. have a nice life like that and I'm not saying that that's happened because that's like we don't know it was just alluded to on the show and then with Terry and Heather like really like is Botch doing that well I mean I guess it's possible and because Heather massive. does have a very very successful podcast but I don't know if podcast one is giving you that house I, I know don't it- think so because they were at mm-hmm. I mean, we'll talk later. I love that. Sorry, (laughs) listeners. That's your least favorite thing, but it's my favorite thing. And that was not a shady thing. I honestly truly just don't want to piss anybody off. That's very (laughs) fair. It's still like a trap, but I was so quick. You got me. Chelsea on here because she'd be getting me caught up. She catches me up. But honestly, like Erica and Jen Shaw have fucked me up. Like Mm -hmm. now I just look at people like, whereas before I would look at that mall house and be like, oh my God, the towel warmers, the hexagonal ice, the champagne button. This is amazing. Now I'm looking at it and I'm like, are they committing fraud? Is this going to be the next documentary? We're scared. We're scared because like, what is it that I'm thinking? I mean, I get it. Maybe Orange County is like that much cheaper question mark because it's California. And there's that that much more plastic surgery question mark. So like real estate, because we watch so much million dollar listing and everything, we know that real estate, you can get the coin, like get the bag. And Kyle's house to me is more modest than Heather's. Absolutely. Yeah. First one, when she first got on the show, that was significant of like, my husband does very well. And I have some change left from when I was a child actress, if you didn't know that I was one, but like, I, that gave me like modest. And as they leveled up, even on the show and got more and more deals, I think it went up like appropriately. Heather's house is ridiculous. Like it's different. There are customizations. Heather's house gives me like Kathy Hilton house vibes. Right. And so I'm I'm like, like, that's not comparable. Really? Cause, um, okay. Carrie Duber's house. Mark is a plastic surgeon in a much, much easier more affordable to live in state than california and their house is insane but to me like a relative insane 
Okay. It I need to Google this. Big... I'm going to Google how much is Heather Debro worth? Oh, because I can't. Yes. Cause celebrity network, they really have us down sometimes with the really wrong facts, but I'll take them. <laughs> All right. So you keep talking. I'm going to look this up. <laughs> okay. Because I'm just like, if someone who's a plastic surgeon listening, like I, I know they make a lot of money. I have known, I know I have friends whose parents are also surgeons or something and their houses are insane, but like not a, a champagne button, the electrical wiring alone. So she, this says that she is worth $50 million. The majority of her net worth is actually derived from her husband, plastic surgeon, Terry Debro. Yeah. So basically they're saying it's worth the same as him. So let me click on him. Yeah. It says he's worth 50 million too. So I guess that that's their combined thing, but then that's what, so then what, like, that's like a $20 million house. So they just have, I guess they're like asset rich. So like Cause that's what I'm saying. Like 50 million to us. Sure. Yeah. I would love some right now, but in the scheme of housewives, we've seen richer on the show, like who are worth way, way more. And right. their homes are even different. Like we used to watch MTV cribs. We're not new to this. $50 million to me, again, what I would do for a hundred dollars, the things well, I would do I'll for 50, you know, $50 right now, but $50 million to me is not like throwing a casual $36,000 sushi party money. Right. That could go to waste. That's something I do love about Mary on Sunday. She's a hoarder. Is that girl will take the shit back. If she, <laughs> she will flex and floss, but the moment you don't appreciate her gift, honey, I'll take it back. And she at least recollects <laughs> the coin. And I, uh-huh. that is me. Like, well, if you don't like it, I'm gonna take it back. You can't legally <laughs> like, give, I'm not, you're not required to give a gift back. But I just love that she's like, Mm-mm, no, give that back. Give me hers. I, <laughs> I think that's great. Because again, $36,000 sushi party that could go to waste. That basically means you are throwing 40 grand into the trash. That's unheard of. I get upset when I throw any amount of food out of my fridge that's more than $8. I get sad. I really mm-hmm. messed up that week, you know? Yeah, I, I can't, I, that was so disgusting, like such an egregious, just like display of consumerism and wealth that was just gross. And I'm, I, sushi is also my favorite food. So I was just like, you didn't feed any of the producers, any of the people behind the seat, you just threw it away. I certainly hope that somebody took a doggy bag after like after they got them all into the cars and stuff. Just run that back, you know? I would Do pull a, a Miranda from Sex in the City and just take that shit out of the trash. Like, oh, you threw it away? Okay, where is your dumpster? <laughs> I don't know if I would do that now. Raw fish from the trash feels like a trash. It feels like a really bad destination for me. Yeah, I think that that's also like your villain theory is why Heather even entertains Gina. Yeah. Because Gina is also buying that they're a good people story. Like they're, they are honest and they're hardworking and they did so well. And it's like aspirational. And Heather really, if nothing, loves to believe and like sniff her own shit. She loves yeah. to believe it. It's the Watch What Crappens, Lisa Vanderpump, Broken Bird theory of like she wants to take in a stray. And so she mm-hmm. feels like she is being a good person by taking Gina in and taking her under her wing. And Gina is feeling appreciative of Heather and it gives Heather what she ultimately needs, which is like sycophants of people who think she's like 
so much better than them. So then Heather could be like, I'm not that much better than you. Look, I'm drinking margaritas just like you. I'm one of the band, you know? Yeah. I thought to myself, why is Chelsea so right? And that LVP and Heather are the same person yet. I am in love with LVP and not Heather. I mean, I love Heather actually. So maybe I'm just trash, but like LVP is more charming to me. And Mm -hmm. I was like, is it because she's British? No, that's possible. But I think it's because we've also been able to see a separate part of her world where she isn't such trash because Vanderpump rules everyone there is trash and oddly Lisa like a good moral compass for most of them and we've gotten to interact with her in a different way now you could argue we've had Heather's podcast but I don't think it's that great I just think that she is not as open up as it should be for like what we need to get to know Heather on a way is like maybe she does have some depth to her doesn't feel like we're going that deep on her podcast or on the show well, Heather gives big theater kid energy. Oh, like yeah. she is always putting on a performance and she is always putting on a show. And I do believe to some extent that is who she is. She is this like animated person that enunciates and uses adjudicate in a text message. And I believe <laughs> that that is her, but I also believe that she treats like, you know, instead of like every day is a runway, every day is a stage production and she is putting on the one woman show of being Heather Dubrow because in every single social situation she is always playing to a camera whether or not a camera is there so that's why she makes amazing television because if you're going to act like a camera is there you might as well have one but I do think that with Lisa Vanderpump sometimes there's a subtlety and a softness and I think that that actually kind of makes her low-key more of a sniper from the side because it took us as the audience so long to figure her out that she was the mastermind behind the scenes. Whereas mm-hmm. with Heather, it's so heavy handed because everything she does is so poignant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She has a much more direct personality yes. where I know exactly her plan. I don't always hate it or love it. I'm just like, Oh, she's transparent. If nothing else I yeah, don't think directly. I don't think she's trying to be, I think, she thinks that she's so right that everyone would just automatically be on her side. But then I just, cause I quote so regularly in my life, if everyone says you're dead, it's time to lie down. <laughs> and it's just that proverb, you know, it's just mm-hmm. so good. And uh, the whole situation with Brooks and everything, she was, that, those seasons were so formative for me that I just can't hate her yet. Also, I, who else am I going to love on OC? Everybody else I probably have hated more. Like, I don't really feel it for Gina and everybody's excited. I like that she's owning her position as like the quote unquote poor one, which really just means the one who most of us relate to, mm-hmm. like, because hardworking regular people. I always like Gina, but Gina has the thing where her relationship with Emily makes me like her less. Like, I don't like when the two of them are kind of like, I don't know, the two of them, you can tell whenever they're like implementing a plan they've plotted behind the scenes. It's just not charming. It's like they want to be the green eyed bandits, but their execution is just like the wish version, you know? And I, that's what excites me about this potential friendship with Heather is that I want to actually see that team up because I ultimately, and this makes me a terrible person, but I want- Gina and Emily to have a falling out like I am done with that friendship yeah I just don't always see it for Emily so it's like fine for me so Mm -hmm. yeah I'm good on that and then yeah so Noella do you like her as a new addition or do you find it hard to get past 
what looks like her befriending someone regardless of how you feel about them literally just to get on the show I admire the work ethic I I admire that she understands the assignment and she knows how to get camera time I admire that her husband literally sent her divorce papers from Puerto Rico in Spanish and rather than three episodes in politely excusing herself and saying, you know, I don't think this is the right time in my life. Instead, she opted to literally FaceTime every single cast member about it and make (laughs) sure that it was on camera. So ultimately, I mean, I love somebody that shows up to do their job. So I'm kind of here for her. I think we've already talked about her um, offline. So I think we're good on Mm -hmm. that. So Mm -hmm. y'all are not missing out on anything, but um, glad you like her for what she's I like, here for. I like her for what she's here for, and I like what I'm seeing on camera. But yes, the behind-the-scenes stuff is going to ultimately one day make it hard for me. But I do like that she's kind of like a robot that has just been struck by lightning and come to life for the first time. <laughs> like, that's oh kind God, of how she size. navigates the world. Yes, she's just literally like, like she, she has just become sentient awoken and then she's like typing she's like look at me now and it's like nothing it's just which spoiler alert donnie and i will be covering that show on i am cute one this season will you because oh i can announce this here this is exclusive breaking news because i got the email just moments before we came on this season was supposed to be three episodes and we just got picked up for an additional five so thanks for listening guys it's happening hashtag it's all happening can i come back I'm just going to beg mm-hmm. in public. Okay? Your episode was one of my favorites because I, I it was know. one of the only time you got me and Donnie to like agree on things. It was like, you really brought us together. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm just keeping people's shows alive, people. That's what I want to do. <laughs> Room for us all at the top. Um, so yeah, OC is intense. I actually am proud of it. I don't know if it's better than SLC right now because I just don't care about a takedown of Shannon. I care very little about Shannon. So it's like, it was one of Emily, sure. It was one of Heather. Do you like Dr. Jen, the newbie with her shirtless husband? Yeah, I find her to be kind of of the same energy, just a little less thirsty for it as what what we described as no other one. I find her to also be someone who's like, here for the show because she's in that business and that field so I'm not mad at it that makes sense but like but she acts like she, she kind of acts like she's like she wouldn't need it she wouldn't right. need to be a famous person like, I don't need that girl I'm already it's successful but like kind of like a Vicky but very a much less abrasive Vicky that is a very good comparison oh, like, that's, not gonna, that's not gonna that's not gonna help me like her Monty but I'm I do working. I and she also yeah she does have that judgment of like I'm the hard worker I'm a working mom yes but you're also here because you want to be just like all the other girls mm-hmm. which is pretty and famous and everybody loves you popular that's very mm-hmm. true I'm yeah the newbies I'm still kind of like feeling out we're only a couple of episodes in but Mm -hmm. I am hopeful because they seem to understand what they need to do I mean yeah I just think that OC casting has been trash for a very long time I think we just lost where we were going because there was such a specific element Mm -hmm. to OC in the early seasons like so specific and now it just feels like we are lost in the sauce and We've gotten far away. So I don't really, the casting, mm, okay. Like it's never going to hit for me. Whereas 
I do think other franchises have cast it actually quite well uh, for the shows that they're on. Salt Lake City would be the only exception because second season we have the exact same cast as we did last season. Different things though. I mean, I have to address off top the 40 and slip of <laughs> Mary. I pray to God you're guilty. Innocent. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I do. I know why. Why? <laughs> Could it be because maybe Mary thinks she is? And also hates Jen's guts and always has. She's like, girl, get out of my hair. I have no concept of the fact that I probably would be next, but it's fine. Like, mm. God. I just love that Mary, there's a world where Mary thinks that she is above Jen. Yeah. And <sighs> it's the world we're living in right now. This is our reality. Yeah. Yeah. Mary Cosby uh, needs to go back to her closet. Mm-hmm. She needs to go back to her closet and film her little scenes in there and make us laugh in a light and short way because mm-hmm. she's out of the closet. And now I'm like, oh. <laughs> Okay. She's like the one negative case. I'm like, when, when, when you get come out of the closet, like everyone else <laughs> yeah. in the closet, living their truth for better or worse, they have at least been able to like accept and be proud of who they are at some extent and in their own time. But Mary come out the closet and it goes bad, real bad. It's just not good. She should not be <laughs> around not people. Good. She shouldn't, like, it, which is crazy because she's a pastor and like a leader of people, but she should not be around people. Period. Like, keep her away, please. No, I think that she needs to talk exclusively to mannequins. I think that yes. that is her station the, in life. That is her the mission. only like substance made of matter that she would not discriminate against. Like, mm. has to be. These are some of the worst comments I've heard on Housewives. I mean, we've heard a lot of bad things. I don't think Mary comes back, and I really don't think she should because. If she does, they're going to exclusively use that season to take her down, the producers or something. Like, I've learned that Bravo doesn't like to fire people automatically when they do wrong because, in my mind, to help me sleep at night, because they don't want them to think that, like, they got fired for just having an opinion. They Mm. get taken down and brought to task, and it's like a that's your punishment. We're going to let the whole world see you. Because, like, the lead-in of it all... And like the the uh, the Kelly Dodd of it all, like they just start the Ramona of last season. They just start to go, see, don't mess with us and don't mess with other people because we're going to show the world who you really are. Yeah, but I need Bravo to just, I don't know. I don't know what I need Bravo to do. I need just some yeah. consistency, even if it's consistency of just turning a blind eye and doing nothing and being like, you know what? We at the network are cool with bigotry and hate. Cool, cool, cool. I mean, TLC Lines are pockets. With a lie. You ever seen Welcome to Plathville? They get away with the TLC will let it all hang out and be like, we're just documenting. Right. Like then just across the board, mm-hmm. be silent and be co-signing bullshit but by picking and choosing it just is so blatantly hypocritical and performative and just so apparent that of course they're a network and of course everything comes down to dollar bills and they're gonna make a statement when they feel like it's affecting their pockets but of course nothing for this no statement no pulling of clips nothing it's like they are the most inconsistent network and I don't get it. Like, there's not even a, like a pattern. I don't mm-hmm. get it. It is insensitive 
and gross what Kenya did on Atlanta because even Portia again in confessions was like, aren't we not doing this? Isn't like the whole point? Where have you been on 2020 girl? Like that makes sense. Pull her. We don't even see her in that scene anymore when they're talking. But huh? Like mm-hmm. not a tweet. And then we got a tweet over that and everything. This what? Who are we appealing to? Like it, it same thing happened again with Kelly Dodd. Just let her talk and talk and talk. Not mm-hmm. a thing. And I'm just like, I don't get why, is it like a value thing that they think that when these people are so valuable to the show and can progress the storyline, we'll just let them talk themselves into like a tizzy, Leanne. Mm-hmm. Like we'll just let them talk themselves out and, and get themselves run off. And then when we do eventually fire them, I guess, it'll be because, oh, well, look, people hated you. Look at what happened because we exposed you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I worry with Mary and it's, you know, and this, I probably the last time I came on, I was like, oh, top five. I love her, her chaos. And that's my issue every time. So that's why I have, again, people, the top five model, you don't stand anybody. You get to cut them from the team because I know I am a toxic motherfucker and I love (laughs) chaotic villains. And so I get bit in the ass every single time because I like inevitably people that are going to do something problematic. And so it's just with her though, there is a level of unhingedness and instability where I truly am like on the edge of my seat in not a fun way during her scenes, because you don't know what's going to come out of her mouth. Right. Yeah. And, and that's crazy because we're already on high anxiety because the feds once came to us in the middle of an episode <laughs> and they like promptly looking for a human uh-huh. being who was uh-huh. on the run from the federal agents of multiple bureaus and departments <laughs> of the government. So like, I actually truly need to be watching, but I can't handle two stresses at the same time. I can't be looking like, oh, but Jen, what lie is Jen going to tell tonight? She gonna lie, she gonna be out here. How narcissistic will she be? Mary, what did you just say? Like, I don't like I that switch up. It's too many directions of badness. Like, I wanna be able to criticize Heather and Whitney for not having a storyline right now outside of Lisa Barlow and it's getting old. I want to criticize like Jenny just because like her, this is, I like her kids. That's really who I'm here for, but everything else, something about her and Dewey just doesn't give me what I'm looking for because we have so much going on on the left that I'm just like, I don't really know if I have time to get to know. I saw a glimpse though. I saw a glimpse this episode of Jenny at that dinner where she Mm -hmm. was able to call Mary out and she was like, this is bullshit. Mm -hmm. You were talking about Jen. Like, that's not okay. I was sitting next to you. Like I saw, I saw a glimmer of like, okay, I see the housewife there, but I've been joking. Like there is no reason that she should be anything but a friend of this season, except for the fact that clearly producers were like, we don't know if Jen Shaw is like literally going to jail tomorrow. So we need to have somebody else on this cast to film with, just in case. But yeah, I, I see potential in Jenny, but I can't deal with the sister wife storyline any longer. It's just not working for me. That is where I go for TLC. And there I find authentic people who are authentically looking and I believe them. So I am trained to learn if I should believe you. And I don't girl, I don't. 
But I do like it. If you're going to get in a mix with the housewives, great. But what I hate is when, like, I, when you are a housewife and I don't like when you go to your house, that stresses me out because I'm just like, <laughs> this is the whole 50% of your storyline is right. going to be here and I don't like it here. Mm-hmm. So then what do I do? <laughs> and I just think that though, if anything, that's the most entertaining thing we could get right now outside of like things that are probably illegal because everyone else's storyline, I don't get why Meredith is on this show. I am, I just don't get it. I think she's beautiful. I think she's very good at making sure pictures look good on Instagram. <laughs> um, yes. And I think she's dresses cool, but I don't get her point there. It's what makes Lisa Barlow such a type A like queen B to me because Meredith is there and only time I'm ever interested is if she's foiling Lisa or like calling her out mm-hmm. on something or being betrayed by her, which still all roads you back to Lisa Barlow somehow. So but I kind of feel like Lisa and Meredith are in sync in the Backstreet Boys. Like I think that they are the same position on the cast. But the audience oh. is either going to be ride or die Lisa or Meredith because I love Lisa Barlow. I find her so funny. I find her ridiculous. I find her to be a comedic genius, but she doesn't know she's being funny. There's and my no sister-in-law, idea. my sister-in-law, who I recapped the Patreon with, she is ride or die Meredith. And she always likes the like voice of reason Greek chorus. So I she really has a voice think- of reason. Well, I think, yeah, we saw it this episode. Like, she's the one being like, I don't even like Jen, and you guys are being bad friends to her. You know what I mean? Like, she has those moments of clarity, and she is the true alpha. She is the supreme of this cast because she can kind of, like, pull it together, and everybody's wanting her attention and respect. But I do think it's, like, a case of NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, ride or die, and you don't understand the other one because you're like, no, this is the good boy band. Like, what are you – and I know I'm speaking to you, Monty. You're so much younger than me. But the millennials, the elder (laughs) millennials listening will understand. Like, it was a (laughs) fever, and you were going to, like, march in the streets for Mm. NSYNC or the Backstreet Boys. Hashtag, I was a Backstreet Boys girl. But I do see Meredith's – point on the show I don't I simply like and it's not that I don't want to I just like no I don't care I find her to be so blah but it's just not I can't give her supreme energy or any kind of energy I just think she's just there whereas Lisa is so ridiculous on her own and fantastic on her own and captivating on her own like her ability to plug her son's business in absolute like no sensical way Mm-hmm. amazing like remember when we were at my son's opening for their brand fresh wolf Ooh. yeah fresh wolf you remember when we were there she you needs told to me? help whitney Girl. rose out because the fact that this woman has her iris and bow merch everywhere she is wearing iris and bow in every single scene monty i cannot tell you what her new product is called because i see iris and bow in every scene and that's the name of her old is that brand not it? oh no. i forgot what to say oh so she's doing a good job with the brand it's like skinny no. girl that's not even the brand no and in her photo shoot she didn't have any product and she had iris and bow shit out it's like i am so stressed out about her finances and this relaunch yeah. and it's giving Wendy energy when she um, yes. launched a candle line on national TV without the candle being ready until the show was over. Except that Wendy didn't ask her husband for a $250,000 deposit 
and no, taking out 20K. mortgages and whatever. I'm like, oh my God. Stupid. But yeah, just 20K. Again. Casual. Oh casual. God. Yeah, casual. The lower end. She's more just like as much as my wedding costs. Yeah. <laughs> it does not feed a lot of people. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, y'all don't, y'all I'm not coming here for that, I heard. Um, last but not least, why did Jinshaw decide to continue to film? I have a question more for her than I did for Erica, where I was like, why is Erica here? And I want y'all to know up front, I have the exact same criticisms for both Erica and Jinshaw. I don't know where people are getting this narrative, like we let Erica slide, but not Jen or vice versa. But I have been equal energy. I think both of them did some crazy fraud shit. I think both of them are probably terrible people and I'm not here for either of them. And I think that they're full of shit when they talk on the TV. Like, yeah, it would be interesting if the seasons had been flipped, if we would have had less energy for Erica Jane. Erica, you could tell what lines her lawyers were feeding her and she was going off a script (laughs) allegedly, but like she was consistent and you could tell like, okay, maybe she's not giving us all the answers that we want, but she's answering them ish. And you can tell there's like a reason why she's being reserved about it with Mm -hmm. Jen Shaw. I'm again on the edge of my seat because you don't know what's coming out of her mouth next. And I half believe like that at some point she's going to be like, all right, fine. I did it. All right. What do you want from me? I did it. Like she's so unhinged that I'm like, she could literally like admit her guilt at any moment. Yeah. I hope they re-sign her just so we can see the rest of like the trial. I think we truly need to either like need to be like the reverse Teresa Judice situation where we're not halting production for her. We're ramping up production so we can catch everything because we're gonna see this woman really get taken down. And I am like well, I she can't wait be for doing the- like going to jail being like, no, but I didn't do it. I didn't think I needed a lawyer. I'm innocent. I just don't understand this kind of delusion. But ever since we saw that episode where her, she's asking about Kim Kardashian and her lawyer absolutely looked horrified. He was like, yeah. oh, I am in the thick of it. Oh, he's no longer representing <laughs> exactly. her. Exactly. sure he after that probably, scene, he was yeah. like, Mm-mm. No, thank you. I'm good, actually. I'm just going to write the email to the judges y'all leave. Um, judge, <laughs> let me go. Thank you. It's looking real bad. It's looking real bad. And I just want to know how Sharif completely like is not mentioned in anything. I really want to know if he is like involved in her being turned over or something because he is gone. This all of this not there. Like the only time we know of him well, is when she says the yeah. feds were calling her and she called him hey baby, you know, because it was like Yeah. Uh, well the two times we've seen him so far he like very much seems like he believes that she's innocent and she's he's talking about how they need to like downsize the house to pay for her fees because they're going to fight this and she's wrongly accused and he had to have known something i think he's the same as erica jane of if he did not quote unquote know anything was going on i think that it was intentional blindness like it was intentionally looking the other way not asking questions not looking into wait how are we affording this how are you doing this what are you and Stu up to why are you mm-hmm. getting out of an uber like i absolutely think he knew things i absolutely am shocked still that he is not aforementioned at all like erica if she's mentioning she knew nothing and it was intentional she's still mentioned like That's they are true. linking yeah. her he is not linked he's not in these trials he's not asked to do anything 
for this, which is like very confusing to me. It well, maybe, means something. Maybe it goes back to your original theory that they were basically living separate lives. Like that was, I yeah. think one of the times we talked and I, I can never remember on here on my Patreon oh, somewhere we talked maybe right, just in somewhere. real life over brunch, but you mm-hmm. said like, you kind of felt like they were separated or living like straight up separate lives before they started filming. And she thought that the show was going to like bring them back together. So if yeah. that's the case and they were like on paper married, but kind of living their own lives, maybe that's how he wouldn't be mentioned in anything, it but would be easy. that does say something that like, he's not in anything. Yeah, it, it really does. And because then I would like understand why he is going so hard but like she's innocent right now because you don't know what what's going to be like uncovered you want to make sure that you're free to wait until she's in the, the situation uh-huh. and then you can divorce her like Phaedra did to Apollo but she was up until like mm. then he went away and she was like all right I'm out y'all ready to go like <laughs> so maybe yeah. he is just trying to figure out his next move and he doesn't want to rock the boat too much right now and maybe he wants to be in a house that he knows he can afford and like maintain when she's gone. And I just, I don't want to discount him yet. I, if you're not mentioned at all, you're not nearly as dumb as you're saying you are. That's true. That's you, did true. Some, you did something right. You didn't sign something or you didn't say something. Well, and he was a lawyer. Something. Like he was right. a lawyer. Yeah. I don't know. I was expecting Mm. for Jen to be delusional and play the victim. And still somehow every week I am gobsmacked at her being defensive and playing the victim. Like she is so delusional and I knew she was going to be, but it's like the level to which this woman is just bold face lying on national television is truly and making it worse for herself because yeah. to threaten Meredith and be like, if you have something to do with like why I'm going through this, I'm going to F you up or whatever. Like that's the wrong way to go if you're in any kind of court right now. First right. of all, don't threaten people. But like, you really think they didn't just know they was going to find you. Like the delusion is insane. It's kind of like remarkable. So also the whole Bethany, like you can't play smart and stupid at the same time. The fact that this woman said that she didn't ask for a lawyer or she didn't think she needed a lawyer because she didn't do anything wrong, but she's saying this in a conversation about her sons, which again, the way that her family was treated. And I do believe that racial bias came into it, but she's talking about how her family was treated as people of color in the justice system. And in the same breath being like, but I didn't request a lawyer because I'm innocent. And it's like, well, even if you were innocent, you're having this conversation about how people of color are treated. That doesn't make sense. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you would ask for a lawyer. Yeah, that's the whole point. And then I'm also like, yes, the way her family was shaved on TV, I said myself, it was gross. It was actually really triggering, like really hard to watch. It was hard for a lot of people. It was not comfortable, I think, for anybody to watch. But also, this felt more like you put them in that position. Like, I know you think you did nothing, but like if, I don't know, it just... If it were me for my family to be in that position, I don't know if I could lie like this. Like if I know I put them in this kind of jeopardy, I would honestly just be like, I am good. I will come in peacefully. Just please take them off, like get them, let them be okay. Like get them off the hook or whatever. It just feels like, girl, someone had to sign off on that footage. The fact that she continued to, right. Someone had to sign it over to the producers. 
Oh, that's such you a good thing. Sharif was doing that. Like, I'm very confused. Like, I don't. Yeah. And I can like, see in like a sick, twisted way, she would be like, well, I'm doing this because it's important for people to see how my family was treated. But, you know, she always spins shit like that. But I also like, there's a degree to which if, even if, even if she was innocent, that she claims to have all this love for her family and she can't believe they're going through this. And it's like, so you're choosing to go through this publicly mm-hmm. on national television because and you're not so get a lawyer about how this is going to play out for your sons. Right. You know Wouldn't I mean? you want the best attorney possible to make sure you got all the deaths when they know they're innocent? They're like, oh, you, I am going to prove it. Like, and I then I'm going to get the best lawyer because I'm going to sue the shit out of people because I was right. innocent. Yeah. So you just go in rogue. She's never watched a single episode of Law and Order in her life. I promise you. <laughs> there's no way. That's the first rule. The first one, girl. No, whoever talks first, like goes last. But Jen, she's you can't you can't play smart and stupid at the same time because she's playing stupid so poorly. She's playing it bad. So yeah. it's good though. I'm not gonna lie. The Mary Queen <laughs> stresses me out. I sometimes I'm like. I want to see her taken down, but I don't know if I have the energy to wait to get there because it's getting worse and worse by the second. And I think that her apology looked like, what did somebody tell me? Um, Like a dinner menu. Yeah, it looked like it was made on Canva.com. It was terrible. It was terrible. No, it looks like it was more like me, like in Word, with like Word Art and Vivaldi <laughs> and shit. Like you used to play with all the different Word Art ones. Uh-huh. That's what it felt like to Made me. in Microsoft Paint. Yes, ma'am. Uh, Absolutely some Microsoft Paint. But yeah, no, Mary stresses me out and everybody else, eh. But Lisa Barlow constantly, she's just like, it's not me. I don't understand why everybody's coming for me. And she is, I always see it. I'm like, I don't know why they're all coming for you, girl. (laughs) I don't. I really like her. But yeah, Salt Lake City is great. What would you, if you're ranking them one and two, Salt Lake City or OC, who's doing it more for you right now? I think Salt Lake City, just because we're deeper into the season, it is pun intended, apples and oranges, but I think Salt Lake City, just because I really am still getting to know all the characters and I'm enjoying it, but Mm -hmm. I can't believe, like, Orange County is doing three episodes in, I am going to continue to tune in live, which Mm -hmm. it takes a lot for me to get to that place where I'm like actually watching something when it's on. Yeah, I don't plan on doing that until Jersey. But also Miami, are you going to watch? I am going to watch. That is my plan for over the holiday season. Yeah. Yes. That sounds like so much fun. I'm also doing that. And I'm going to be covering it on my Patreon. The first episodes um, with Kara Berry from Everyone's Business. She is so great. Um, So look out for that if you're on the Patreon. But Chelsea, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. I feel like it's, I'm just coming home whenever I'm on here. I know, right? Like, y'all, we make active plans to see each other, but podcasting somehow always comes first. We (laughs) always end up getting here first. That's the funniest part. Um, Where can people find you? Listen to you, Miss Next Season. Where can they get more of you? 
Yeah. So you can follow me at Ono Bravo on Instagram. I have a Patreon on the main show every week with my sister-in-law right now. We're covering Salt Lake City. Then I do a bonus episode at a lower tier. I'm mostly covering Orange County right now, but probably there'll be some like random stuff in there too. And then you can listen to me and Donnie on I Am The Cute One. If you have not listened to Monty's episode from season two, it's really funny. Mm-hmm. Donnie and I were covering like Mary-Kate Nashley old video stuff we've kind of done a rebrand and now for season three we're covering nostalgia movies teen movies from the 2000s so yes. right now we have a cinderella story out with laguna biatch and troy from dunzo and then episode two was with ryan bailey we did freaky friday and then this sunday we did she's the man with lucy on the ground which was so so fun she like does an amanda Bynes impression that is just shocking and now we just got picked up for five more episodes so please, please, please go listen, rate, review, all the things because yes. it's nice to get paid for your work, you know? Yeah, I'm not quite there yet, but y'all, we're on our way. You are. <laughs> um, y'all, I will keep you posted on what um, episode of this particular season um, <laughs> that I will be on because <laughs> that sounds like a really good time. First of all, I'm also a child of the 2000s, so it just hits different. I hate um, that. I hate that. You're so young. Literally, those were like, I remember the day Freaky Friday dropped. I was like front (laughs) row center, like, hello. I remember watching it like every single week, every single song. It was the best movie ever. Like all those movies, they were, I went to their premieres, like it it influenced me. We're trying to recreate all outfits. (laughs) Oh my God, throwback. Okay, y'all, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy your holiday season, please. Please be safe. I think I do need to say, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay home again because it is bad out there, y'all. Please stay in, stay cozy in the holiday season and be warm. We're going on break after this, um, and I'll be back pretty soon, especially before something else premieres. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Have a wonderful holiday season. Follow me at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H. M-A-N-I on uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And thank you for listening. You can find me on all the other things. And I am on Patreon. There is some Ultimate Girls Trip content, some Portia Sandy Matters content. Have you seen that? Oh my God. It's yeah, so- not good. Don't do it. <laughs> Taria just came on my Patreon and convinced me I'm gonna watch like one or two episodes and recap it with her on hers because she said that I'm gonna be the only person that loves it because I love a villain and Portia has transformed. Whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah. I am very, (laughs) you know me, I'm Portia Hive. And there, Uh like my face, because I'm a Taurus, so I have a very logical way of thinking. My absolute fave that I do stand, I get behind people who are almost like unequivocally standable, uh-huh. like on purpose. I right. go that way because I'm like, okay, I can have actual bullet points for why this person is great and they are not mm-hmm. subjective. They are factual. Right. Great. And that's why they've only ever been like Nini, Portia, mm-hmm. like even like a Giselle. Like I can get behind, there are such solid reasons to get behind them. Yeah. This is bad. Like, it is not good. It is not good. I heard that we end up siding with the hot dog man. And it's like, how? I I think that's a little bit of a reach. Like, I don't think I side with him. I think two wrongs can be wrong at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like, new man is no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. Red flag everywhere. It's like deep red. Like, deep, Uh deep red. Royal red flag. But then also, I'm like, Dennis, no. Like, there is, like, 
spoiler alert for some people, but like there's a moment where you're questioning, why are you even meeting alone with Portia's sister to talk about her sister? Uh-uh. Huh? Like, yeah. it just feels like, no, no, no. And if people will cross those boundaries, it feels like you're also not the right guy. It's just also looking at Portia like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm just a little confused. And it's not good. It's very chaotic. They often include clips from Atlanta to narrate the point. Mm. And it's not good. Uh-oh. There's a moment where Drew was like, oh, yeah, I met you at your house. And they roll the clip of Fallon running around the house chasing Latoya and Drew being next to Simon, her husband at the time, holding her back. Like, oh. he's like, oh yeah, I met you at your house, which with the other wife. And it's like, this is a mess. Oh my God. All right. Well, I'm kind of more excited to watch now. Yeah, you would that. like it. Me, I was very stressed, but <laughs> there's a good episode on my Patreon about it um, with my uh, quote unquote sister. And she's never seen Housewives anything before except for the Bolo episode of Atlanta. So when I made her watch this, she did it because she loved me. She had questions and thoughts. She was like, I am concerned for this married couple <laughs> or about to be married couple. Um, but, you know, I'm not concerned for us because we have a good time here. Again, thank you, Jossie, so much for being here. And y'all, happy holidays. Bye. Bye. For more about me, Bravo, Housewives, Pop Culture, and so much more, follow me on Instagram at MixingWithMani, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I, so you can keep up with me. And don't forget to also leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts, if that's where you're listening, and rate me and maybe give me five stars. Thanks so much. Bye.